Welcome to the Blue Collar Barbarian Podcast, and we are back with a deck-building barbarian, a businessman, an influencer, my man, Kevin. Kevin with Raven, Raven, how do you, how do you say it? Raven Builders. Raven Builders. So, guys, I got to share this with you. I found this guy. I actually went and begged him to please come on the show because I wanted to pick this guy's brain. Um What's really cool about Kevin is his content. I'll tag him below. You'll see his notes in the show notes and such. But Kevin is one of those guys that has builds really cool decks, first of all, dude. Like, I love your work. Your, the quality speaks for itself uh, from, like, a social media perspective. It's incredible. But also, you do a really, really good job about sharing what that looks like and different parts of the process and tools. And so... Your creative aspect is insane, and I'm really, really excited to have you on and talk to you and spend some time with you tonight. Um, so thank you for spent, uh, cutting, carving out some time in your busy schedule, man. <clears throat> yeah, my pleasure, Jonathan. I'm happy to be here. Um, really, uh, these are kind of like some of the gifts of like having some exposure is I get to come on and you know meet guys like you and, and kind of talk about the business, talk about um, really like motivation right like what motivates us to do what we do and and share it with everyone else so yeah it's cool yeah. man no it's in dude i gotta tell you uh, we were kind of just talking before show about um just like the we were talking about the industry and that you know say that your revenue like we'll talk about this later but your cap is here and then like say influence or content creation creative let's just call it creative umbrella is here and that this might go to here, but this will go poof, off the out of the chart. What's interesting about that, dude, is that you have taken the time to start right out of the gate. Like everything I've seen on your platform, everything I've seen is like it's there's everything from how to's to this is what we're doing to reviewing the tool to showing this to, to even giving back to uh, your followers yeah. and stuff like that, doing giveaways and um, dude, I just got to say, I think it's really cool to see somebody in the community that is crushing it, but that is also going the extra step to that mastery level to teach it and to show. And, uh, dude, I just, I got a lot of respect for you. So appreciate um, it, man. Yeah. So diving in only decks. I love the, I love the yeah. shirt too. Uh, <laughs> diving in, dude, tell us about, uh, Raven Builders. Tell us, tell us about your background, man. So I'll start off with the name. Okay. Uh, so before I owned Raven Builders, I worked for a large company and we remodeled homes for institutional owners, single family real estate, um, the hedge funds, right? And myself and many will say that they played a big role in the housing collapse and, and rates and inventory and all that kind of stuff. So I was working, I was working for the man. Um, I formed a company on the side. You know, I've been, I've had some self-employed roles before. I've been in construction since I was a teenager. Um, so I'm coming up on 38 now. Um, I actually exited the field about a decade ago with a really bad shoulder injury. And that's what kind of landed me in a management role. But in this role, I kind of worked my way up the ladder to an upper management role as a senior project manager overseeing um, my it's up in, up in the Northeast, and uh, it was dreadful, man. It was dreadful. So I had opened a company on the side, but I, was, I had like a vicious non-compete. 
So my wife's name is Rachel and my name is Kevin. So I formed a company that was called Raven LLC. And I actually had been, I've been registered in the state of Rhode Island as a contractor since 2003. But I actually had my wife apply for another contractor's registration. <laughs> um, and really was just kind of dancing the line of the non-compete and like started really not building a business, but just like creating some revenue on the side, uh, really having nothing to do with the space that I worked in. It was kind of non-related, but constructions are really wide uh, range. So the non-competes can be difficult, um, but that's, so it's not really a phonetic spelling. It doesn't really, you know, I get that question a lot. Like, what does it mean? You know, and, and it's, it's, it's literally just our names. Um, but it's cool though. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. What happened? I've had one client who guessed it. Really? Yeah. She's like asking me what my dad's name is. And I'm like kind of confused and told her. And then she was like, what's your wife's name? You know? And I'm like, huh? And she's like, is her name Rachel? And I'm like, Wow, no, but you know, talk about a smart cookie to like just pull that out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, so that's the story of starting the business is when COVID hit, I was working for a company that created inventory of houses to renovate by evicting people out of unpaid mortgages, right. Yeah. And uh, and COVID ended that. They put a moratorium on evictions, and we went from renovating, you know, seven hundred houses a month across the country to seventy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I laid off my whole team. I was kind of hanging by a thread, and uh, and I just I just stuck it out, man. I was working on the side, doing our thing, kind of a no show job. I was still getting paid for, and then. And then they finally offered me a severance. And uh, and that's when I kind of hung my, actually hung a shingle and lettered uh, what was then my stunt riding tour trailer. And I slapped a, a, you know, generic construction logo on the side of it and uh, and, and, and went back in the field. So, so really, um, I kind of, I just entered at the right time, right? Because... COVID had hit, everybody was doing projects, everybody was home, you know, there was some cash flowing, and the outdoor living industry just started to boom, right? Um, really, like, the whole backyard, uh, you know, I'm in the Northeast, so, like, pretty much everybody has a deck. Um, a lot of people have a deck and a patio, and we're in a coastal region, so, you know, although our median income isn't what some other territories are around the country um and even our housing price we have that we have that coastal uh area kind of, and a lot of it right rhode island has more coastline than any other state in the country i believe even though we're this smallest state in the country it's pretty much just this maze of coastline right that wraps the atlantic and the bay and the sound and and all of that so the same house a thousand feet away from each other costs 10 times as much money if it's on the water. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. A, a three or $400,000 home can fetch 
three or four million dollars on the water. Now yeah. we don't have fifty million dollar homes like they do in some other parts of the country, but um, it does create opportunity for someone like myself that wants to be that elite builder that can build projects and really just can present ourselves as being like the clear choice to build anything at, at a high level in comparison to other builders that do bathrooms and do kitchens. And, you know, if you go on somebody's website, they're going to have all these random pictures of a bunch of different scopes. But if you go on our website, it's cable rail decks and glass railing decks and patios and uh, elevated decks, decks on the water, wooden decks, plastic decks, you know? So it really gives somebody a lot of examples of like the quality and the type of projects we can build. So like, I never thought that we were going to be a niche deck builder. Never in my life did I think that I would even, that it was even possible to be a niche builder in the trades. Um, and it's kind of silly, right? Because all, most of the skilled or licensed trades, they operate in a niche, right? Like plasters don't run wiring, plumbers don't run electrical, um, you know, granite installers don't put the cabinets in. Uh, right. But I live in a region that it's very common for a carpenter to hang doors and to tile showers and to do basement frame outs and to build decks. Most of my competition are guys that also do bathroom renovations, you know? And I, and I did some traveling um, kind of early, like a few years ago, I started kind of looking into, just cause I was looking at some, some of the projects that we did that were the most enjoyable were decks. And it's always kind of been, one of my favorite aspects. I like working outside. Um, you know, I like having kind of freedom of design. And and really, when we started this company, I was I was doing whatever I could get my hands on. Right, really, no marketing plan, just vinyl wrap and and whatever else. Um, you know, simple website and uh, whatever the lead generators. Not really paying for it, but just kind of getting my name everywhere I could. Um, so anyway, so I go travel. I go to Deck Expo, hosted by NADRA, and that's the North American Deck and Railing Association. It's really the only organization um, of its kind in this industry. So yeah, where is that at? So NADRA, um, that year it was in Dallas, the Deck Expo. Uh, the, the, the last couple of years it's been in Vegas. Um, we actually just attended, attended back in November. I brought my whole team. We did a media blitz there, you know, brought a, a videographer and really great time. But I've, see, I've developed a lot of relationships in that industry. Like that first meeting at Deck Expo, when I went to Dallas, I knew nobody. I wasn't even a member of any Facebook groups yet. Any, I didn't follow any other deck builders on Instagram. I didn't even know who any of these guys were. They were up there, you know, speaking, uh, presentations and all this and really you know you can tell who the guys are that really have a name and a face in the industry right and, and some of like the influencers and stuff like that and uh yeah i mean now a few years later i i 
share a lot of personal information with these guys and, and business. And we're just really, I have a lot of close relationships uh, with guys in the industry. It's like the most tight knit thing I've ever experienced as, as far as, you know, my experience in the trades in the last 20 years. But a lot of these guys just built decks. A lot of them. I figured out, like, if you're in Denver, where, where are you out of? I'm in the, so I live in Estacada, but um, I'm, so outside you, of Port, I'm outside of Portland, Oregon, about an hour. Yeah. So if you want to get a deck built in your neighborhood, would it be customary to call a deck builder or just, like, yeah. hire a local carpenter? Uh, you would, if you were, like, to look through a phone book, or you'd actually be hiring, like, a deck. Like somebody that a, a specializes, deck like a specialized unless, deck builder. Unless so, you know somebody, right? Right. Like, but here, it's not really like that. So there was really only, it was kind of like I saw it as an opportunity to be in a market that, you know, like Denver, there's 50 deck builders in the phone book. And like here, there was two, <laughs> you know, that, you know, and I'm like, all right, everybody's got a deck, you know what I mean? And, uh, and, and, and it was just one of those situations where I saw an opportunity and said, all right, let's, let's hit this hard and let's go after it and let's be like the elite, um, you know, level deck builder of this market and like own this market. And we've actually, we've developed a national reputation. I bet, dude. Your content, so, like I said, do, I wasn't you know what I mean? so, you. So now, so now, it really is just something that I. The power of social media, you know, is really incredible. Where, like, if you could have somebody that lives near me that is having hosting Christmas and they have a bunch of relatives in, and like some guy from like their cousin from Seattle is gonna be like, oh. If you get this deck done, you have to hire this guy. He lives in, you know, because we have national recognition for what we do to be elite, to be, you know, the the choice. So it, it's interesting. Um, I, I never, I didn't think we were going to ever, you know, I never thought of a niche. And I really never thought that we would build like a contractor based platform, right? Like we started building, I started building out the socials just because when you own a business in 2023, like it's a requirement that you have social media and every spot that you can get in a, in a, in a, in a website queue, like a search queue is important. So it's really important to have it yellow pages listing, even though nobody uses it. And, you know, in Angie's list listing, even though don't pay for it and don't, you know, just to have your name, just a backlink, you know, and, uh, and that's really what happened, right? And and we've just keep building upon that. And it turns out that our following, like who's the most interested in our content is other contractors. Oh, I bet. You know, because what it does is it gives them ideas, right? Like it gives them yeah. a source of oh, yeah. a lot of and, people and, are actually watching you to learn how to present what they do, even though they may it, know Yeah. And it's a two way street, right? Sure. Yeah, hundred percent. So Three years ago, when I decided to niche down and I didn't know anybody in the deck industry and I didn't follow anybody on Instagram, you know, I went down to Texas and I was like, follow this guy and follow that guy. This guy builds with steel. 
you know, listen, I, I've used all sorts of alternative framings. Three years ago, I didn't know what Fortress Steel was. Uh-huh. Like, I saw it for the first time at Deck Expo. Nobody around here uses anything like that because nobody is a specialty builder, you know? Now it's becoming a little more mainstream, but a few years ago, like, I was so unaware of so many practices and products available out there um, and really just method methodology that I had never seen because really everything out here is like built the same, right? Like we're all like cedar shakes, white trim, you know, big fat yeah. uh, posts, you know, not really nothing very modern, uh, just very like traditional kind of New England, uh, you know, salt boxes and, and farm houses. But yeah, so just kind of stop you for a second though because let me back you up because this is for our audience here there's a big 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 lesson that he shared and it's there's two in one okay what you did kevin i just want to highlight this because this is super important you networked you Mm -hmm. put yourself out there you took a risk you went to an expo you you did something uncomfortable almost bailed on it too Almost bailed on it and then followed through and it changed everything. And then what, and then the other thing that you did outside of the network thing and open yourself up to, to meeting new people and open your creative mind up and to just to really draw in like, what could I do or how do I want to do this? Not only that, but you found a hole in your market. You didn't reinvent the wheel, mind you. You're not reinventing anything new. You're taking a skill set that you have, something that you know how to do, being one, perform the work, two, manage the work, and you're going and in an attempt to meet new people and network and open your mind up to how to get better at this or whatnot, you know, educate yourself further. How about that? You found a hole. And the key thing, you did not have to reinvent the wheel. You did not. You literally went and found a gap in here's the keyword guys your market like in your marketplace yeah. and could you yeah. talk about that for a second because i feel like a lot of people yeah. how many times do you well, probably get asked this a lot how do i how do i just well, figure same, out what i could do that's different right everybody's yeah. doing this you have to find you have to find um you have to find a source of value that you can provide. And it's the same thing on social, right? Is a lot of people are like, oh, uh, you know, my content won't take off. I sure. can't get any views. I can't build a following. I can't, you know, like you, like it's like some like stroke of luck to build a following, you know? And like, I'll tell, like I tell people all the time, like if I, I have, like if I go on a trip and I start posting different type of content even related to my like when i'm at a trade show and we post clips of like me interviewing manufacturers and like just having fun at the trade show and stuff my viewership goes like this even though it's the same trade because it's not valuable enough to the people that are following us to learn how to build and to be on site with us right it's like a reality TV show about, you know, but then they take you to like dinner with them mm. and you're just sitting there like, I don't, I, I'm not here for this. Yeah, you know what like, I mean? I want to watch so, the drama. 
So it's the same thing with social as it is with a client, right? It's like all we're trying to do is provide more value than the next guy. And we do that by being specialized, by being dialed, you know? So like you can put me in a room with a client next to, I mean, we have builders around here that build up to like $700, $800 a square foot. Wow. I mean, guys, guys that are like, I mean, they're, you know, custom joinery, you know, they will, they'll, you know, rebuild, uh, just antique ceramic crown molding, like whatever needs to be done. Right. We, we have mansions in Newport that have you know, gold leaf and really ancient. So you got guys like that, but you put me in the room with them talking about decks. I'm way more qualified. Yeah. Because I know every product, every method that's available, I have my ear to the ground. I follow every deck builder in the country that I've found that's producing quality work, right? And engage with their content. Like I'm a sponge and I have the manufacturers. It's, I'm not saying that everybody should like pick a trade and uh, pick an area of the trade and niche, but man. It's efficient. Yeah. You want to talk about just pick, you know, uh, picking a sector, and I know all the manufacturer reps. I know upper management and and C class, you know, C suite members of all these deck company uh, manufacturing corporations. Like that's something that I never could have said in my other eighteen, you know, seventeen years of construction. I never met any CEOs that were selling lumber, you know, I really just kind of did my thing, you know, so I've, I've immersed myself in the industry, but I have to say this because a lot of people say, well, how do you, how do you go and do that? It's marketing. Hmm. And, and a lot of guys will say, we don't do any advertising. We're all word of mouth. Well, yeah, try to get $200,000 deck jobs in uh, in a market that the median home price is three fifty, and do that without marketing, you know, yeah, and and at scale, it's it, right, and yeah. So it involves that is where it starts is marketing is marketing myself, and that's not just advertisements and websites and whatever. It's a it's a complete marketing plan, and it includes image logos you know culture you know and, and we have to create that space where other people want to be involved and and really will align with like the company values of like this is who we are we are the best we we own this space let's go out and show everybody that we are the guys you know what i mean um so, yeah, I mean, my market is uh, is still adjusting, right? People, that's that's where this comes from. Do you know how many times I got asked, "You only build decks?" <laughs> what? And yeah. you know what you say now? Yes, I do. <laughs> only decks. <laughs> that's it. Well, it's funny. Oh, I'm wearing an old one, but I did a rebrand that, in parentheses, in little letters, it says "and outdoor living." Because we hardscape too, you know, we do, Dude, we started like doing our that. own hardscape. Yeah. 
I was gonna say, because, I bet you, you, I bet you that what started as Dex, just from doing some work with some buddies on the side before, ended yeah. up in you being able to pull hard. You'd be stupid not to, right? Because a lot of the people, well, what do yeah. I do next? Like, well, <laughs> we we started off by doing some collaboration jobs with like other like hardscape companies. Um, and we're still like, we're not going to do pools, um, at least not for the next decade. Um, but like, as far as really part of what motivated me to niche wasn't just that we had higher margins, that the guys enjoyed it, that I like creating in a space where I have a lot of flexibility. Like when you're building like a new construction home for someone, you can't really be like, oh, you know, it'd be cool if we you know, turn this wall and, and had the bathroom walk out this way, you know, but like, I literally do that on the regular on these projects where I'm just like, you know what we should do? You know, I mean, we have so many design changes that happen and sometimes we'll bounce them off the client. Sometimes I, I just know I have the freedom because it's really like not um, like a major footprint change. It could just be trim details, right? where I can be creative and like a lot of stuff that you'll see, like that we do is we have the resources that we can kind of do little upgrades and, and detail additions and stuff. And like, we don't charge the client for them, but we create content with them, you know? Um, and it's just something like, Hey, this would be cool. If we tried to do it like this and we might take some time and, and set up some cameras and, and try it. Sometimes it might fail. Um, but any, you know, it, it's cool to have kind of that creative opportunity that we really didn't have. We were building when we were building our last new construction. All I was doing was being let down by subcontractors, municipalities, and utility companies on a regular basis. Oh, I bet I was living the same life I was living, working for that conglomerate renovation company when. The, the name of the game was like closings, numbers, schedule, and uh, letdowns. Who's not going to show up? That's going to delay everybody else, you know? Or, you know, who, you know, the, is the four man crew going to call me on Monday morning and tell me three guys are sick, you know? Which was just a regular thing, right? Like, um, we have very minimal subs <laughs> that we need to build. A little bit of electrical, a little bit of gas. Other than that, calling the gutter guys when we do a drop ceiling or whatever, when we you know do a dry deck. Other than that, it's us. We own our own equipment. We drive our own helical piles. Um, you know, and so there's a lot of freedom in that. A lot of, a lot of control. I like control. Yeah. You Did know. You, have you ever thought about? Um... In the sense of like subbing that out, like to so that just to take on more to scale, like because you could essentially collaborate is what you the word you used earlier, but yeah. you could collaborate with like some of these other deck guys, right, and give them like, hey, do yeah. this deck while I do this, or or you really yeah, love being mean, in the process. Here's the thing: is it's pretty like disheartening when. You're building a business and you kind of, you know, for my experience, right? And, and every time I've been in a self-employed role, 
where like I used to be on a smaller scale where I would sub like siding and roofing and some framing and stuff and I'd get a big house right so I'd put an ad out and try to find like subs or builders or whoever that I could hire and you got to go through 10 to find one because 10 tell you on the phone that they're God's gift to construction and send you all these photographs and you know this that and the other thing and then maybe one of them can even put a candle to the story that he told you about his career and his abilities. It's so sad, but I feel like it's very rare that someone will like undersell themselves and overperform, which is what we do to clients. Like we try to under promise and and over deliver on timelines on price, you know, well, not really on price, but we don't charge. We don't, it's very rare that we issue change orders or extras. Like we kind of like draw a picture and then build that picture for the decided upon price, you know? Um, But anyways, like if you look at that, right, is that's how I come out with a, with a positive review from a client, right? It's like doing what I said I was capable of doing. So that being said, I don't, at this moment, even being from this area and having a lot of experience working around other companies and other guys, I don't know of anyone that I could just hand my plans to and they'll go build the same project as me. Yeah. You know? And I'm not saying that I'm I'm something special, but we just we we just are very, very specific and we we have a flagship details and most guys that I hire get a wicked learning curve, you know, to kind of like get get on the page with us that we're that we're reading. So I've when you start a business like this, you envision scale, you know. And I I just now at this point um in the company just envision boutique and just vertical integration and in other lines of revenue. I like, you know, I like keeping it small if I can. You know, if if uh, if I can, if I could keep the company right where it is right now, you know, like here's the thing: a lot of guys out there. I know a lot of businesses that are like badass business owners that have badass crews that have four or five crews and they're doing like six million bucks a year right sure building like production type decks and really a little bit they might have crew certain crews they do the big ones with and other guys just go knock these things out but but you know like i'm doing two or three million bucks a year with three guys so which is incredible congratulations yeah but that's awesome. And I mean, that's gross. That's gross, right? So let's not get our he- ahead of ourselves because that number doesn't really mean that much, like gross revenue. But then it comes back to efficiency. But but that being said, is like if I can just like that's good. Well, that's sometimes no, that's, that's great. You're two years old, three years old, three years, yeah. And, you're and we're two, two years. We're two years. Na- we're two years niche. So. 
Yeah, no, it's it's great. I mean, we went from I went from four hundred. We went from four hundred um, to one point two in a year, and then we went from one point two to two point two in another year. Which and, is yeah, we're gonna we're gonna beat that this year, you know. Um, but what I'm saying is is I couldn't hire three more guys and do six. You know, I couldn't hire nine guys. It's not like a business that it's just number of employees equal number of revenue. And then, and it's also all the headaches that come with scale. Because I've ran 10-man crew, you know, split crews. I've been in that before, and I know what it is, you know. And you also have to scale your marketing, scale your sales, scale your management. And there's so much on the backside of it. So. I've kind of put myself in a position where I'm almost 40. I got, you know, 10 years left of hard and 20 years left of hanging out. And I don't want to pull my hair out. You know, like I have young kids. I like being available. I like, you know, um, I just, I like to travel. So I can do, I can build other businesses, right? Well, you are, and we'll get into that. Cor- we'll- Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So my tune, really, like six months ago, I would have said, new crew this spring, we're going to split. And then it didn't work out. And I said, all right, we're going to split in this next spring. You know? All right, I'm going to hire this guy. He's going to run his own crew. He doesn't work out. All right, we're going to hire this guy. He's going to run his ho- his own crew. He doesn't work out. I mean, I'm talking guys that have been in this for a long, long time that promised me they can go out and build what we build without me. And they can't hold a candle to the guys that have been working with me that started building decks with me two years ago, coming from siding or roofing or whatever else they were doing before, really with little deck experience. So, you know, I don't know. You're, no, I, I'm different though. A lot of people are going to tell you you got to. This is how you 10x. Oh, you got to get out of the field. Oh, you got to do this. Oh, you got to do that. If you're, you know, you got to build a hundred million dollar company, and you know, and those are the same guys that are like ten years ago. I want to jump off a bridge because I was bankrupt and I lost everything, and now I saw God and and this and that, and I'm gonna tell you to do what I did then and want to jump off a bridge. It's not, you know. I'm a businessman. I'm an entrepreneur, but scale I don't think is mandatory. Well, to a degree, right? Sure, but if you're saying you're at a place where you're comfortable and you're like we said, we kind of alluded to, and we're not going to get yeah. there yet, but you're building <laughs> other businesses as well, yeah. right? That yeah. that are are effectively side to what you're doing, but sure, even more necessary essentially financially scalable pieces yeah exactly and they help your market but um to those guys that that listen to this that do have those big dreams uh kevin's not taken away from that he's just saying that it's also important to to know what you want and for what he's trying to do he doesn't and my question for you was just coming from uh when you were describing this i literally just pictured you're the name that comes up in the phone book you're the who they call and like, I'm sure you could already, but like, 
you could probably be like, oh, okay, come estimate, bid the job, call these guys, come build this deck. But from what you're saying is it's not to your standard. So you could never put your name on it, which is it's just so you're just not gonna do that, right? Which is I just I literally in my eyes have one competitor in my market. Right. And it's a couple of guys my age that left the only other deck builder that I knew about when I started this and opened their own company. And they follow us and they install a lot of the same products that we do. And and very much they build a really, really nice project. But those guys are already above subbing jobs out for me. Like we are competitors and we are friendly. But so what do I do with additional work? is I just send it to them like jobs that are out of my range because there we have a little bit of geographic separation, like anything that's like closer to them than it is to me. I just send it to them. Wow. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, but that will come compete? around. Why compete when you can collaborate and we don't have to collaborate financially. No. Do you know what I mean? But, but it also feels it, good to help people, right? Like, here you go, dude. Like For real. No, for sure. Yeah. But I also, when I talk to these guys, I'm like, I'm like, hey, they're like, anything you need. And I'm like, do me a favor. Raise your prices 10%. You're underselling. You know? Be, and not because I want to beat them on bids. Just because I want, I know what the value is. And I know as they start to scale and take on more financial responsibilities, they're going to need to charge more. So why not just do it now? Yeah. You know, um, because we're, I want to compete with another deck builder when we go to bid a job. I don't want to compete with Frankie with the pickup truck. I said, no, yeah. That's... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because Frankie, God bless you, bro. People will like... tell me. We'll 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 price a job and people will say you're double what this other guy is. And I'll say, No, 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 no. He's half price. You ever bought anything half price? No. You know what I mean? The stuff they sell half price is usually doubled up to begin with, you know? But I you know, at least I no. know if I'm actually competing with other guys that are like of the, you know, of the same concept that we are like building like high end living outdoor outdoor living spaces, then like, you know, nobody can be half of us building what we build. Cause no. my expenses are, my expenses are more than half of what we build, you know? And, and being a niche, nobody can beat you because that is your no. focal point. Right, you yeah. get what I mean. Whereas, especially not in efficiency. Yeah, like we can build a project that some guys need a week to build. We can build it in one day. Wow, you know, I we built we built like twenty or thirty thousand dollar projects in one or two days, and some people are like blown away, thrilled, and and you can tell some others like think they got a bad deal. Yeah, and you're like, but hey, you, you should just be this. You're, you're paying, not paying for my me experience. By the day. Yeah, you're not paying me by the day. You <laughs> want to get the guy that's going to be here for two weeks? Go get him, and and yeah. the job will look half as good. You know, uh, but yeah, like we have 
you know, we have a thirty or forty thousand dollar piece of equipment to put our footings in, and you know, I can I can demo a deck, drive my footings while the guys are putting together the ledger and the beam. I mean, we're decking by lunch. We're putting railings on, and because we didn't dig holes, and you know, have to get a dumpster in the drive. You know, we have our own trash container. We have our own footing equipment. We have, you know, every. I'm I'm sure you've seen my trailer, right? No. And literally, like every single thing that can make us more efficient. Like if they come out with something tomorrow that can save me even. 10 minutes a day, every day, I'm buying it. Because we work 300 days a year. 10 minutes a day times 300 is a lot of time. Yeah. And that's how you raise your margins, raise your efficiency. You know, it's through investment. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of, like, jaded over scale, you know. I'll be honest. I just... I've had a rough run with trying to build the workforce. And I also feel like every time we try to add somebody, it like, it just kind of like throws the whole vibe off. It's really hard to find people that fit right, you know? And that like the other guys aren't threatened by, even though they shouldn't be, because these guys can't hold a candle to them. And. It's just difficult, right? Because when you're trying to bring in like a high level employee, I I think you just have to grow people, you know, and uh, it's so it's difficult. I can imagine, but let's yeah. uh let's let's put back up for a second here because I do want to talk about. You said you started in high school. I I, I kind of want to know a little bit about like what. What was your experiences before, you know, I know you got into the management. I want to talk about that too, because um, what you're describing right now about like how it's difficult to find people, one, but then qualified people too, and then people that can perform what they say, blah, blah. That's part of what this show is about is right. is like for our users to be able to take not only your story and be inspired by it, but to learn from you, from an owner, from a barbarian, right? That's the theme. Yeah. From somebody that's crushing its opinion, like what's missing. And, and we'll get into more in depth on that, on the questions I have for you. But um, what got you like started back in the day? Um, all right. So I was a big surprise. Like, a, like I, I was kind of like an outcast that was friends with everybody. Right. I didn't really sure. fit well. As a kid, you know, I, through my teens, uh, drug use, you know, in my later, in my 20s, drug addiction, uh, really always was out of place, really didn't want to go to school, um, didn't enjoy school, and got straight A's in any classes that they didn't make me do my homework, and got F's in the ones that required it, you know? Aced every test, never brought a piece of, you know, I didn't bring a backpack, you know. Yeah. I was like that guy, just like the uh, stubborn, uh, brilliant idiot, you know. Um, really, you know, probably should have been medicated, wasn't, you know. <laughs> In other words, I got to the point where 
you know, whatever, selling drugs in school, uh, you know, probably would have got expelled pretty soon, but just decided to drop out, you know, before they could throw me out. And I was working with a guy. Whoa, you know, whoa, whoa. That, so you mean to tell me you're doing two to three million dollars a year and you dropped out of high school? Yeah, I got my GED when I was 16. Yeah, but yeah. oh, you can't do shit without a master's <laughs> degree, right? No, I mean, when I was, yeah, when, when my friends were still in high school and I had an apartment. I mean, I was making $1,000 a week cash when I was 17. And that was, you know. Yeah. So what I'm trying to like, I thought what I'm I had conveying, it out, dude. I thought I had it all though, figured out. Oh, dude, what I'm trying to just convey to people is that, uh, and this is the important part where we talked about hard a little bit before the show. Like, yeah, listen, it doesn't matter what your excuse is right now, today. Uh, when you when you guys are watching this, this is gonna be 2024. It's a new year. The world is hard. The landscape's hard. There's unfavorable things going on. We, we know this. It's scary, uncertain times. But what I really want to stress from Kevin's story is what he just explained, which I did not know, is life served him a shit sandwich. Things weren't going his way. And he made a decision to remove himself from the education system. I, one of my buddies, Mark, who we interviewed on episode 12 um, or 13, 12, I believe it was. He, Mark, anyway, Mark. He got convicted of a felony when he was like 17, right? And then spent some yeah. time in prison, then got out of prison and became started at the bottom in the oil field, then worked his way up very quickly to a foreman, then a company man, and then a consultant, and yeah. then an international drilling consultant. So, like, my point to stress to people that are listening to the show is, like, it doesn't matter what background you come from. Like, you can make something of yourself today if you choose to. If you choose to take the reins of your control and like, dude, uh, I got a lot of respect just hearing that about you. And I'm sorry I cut you off there, but it's just, yeah, there's it's so many good. people that don't understand, you know, like it don't matter. Well, that's, that's kind of part of my, you know, like I, I've done other podcasts where I talk about uh, um, my struggles with addiction and, you know, I mean. So really it didn't end for me, like not having a high school diploma or not going to college. You know, sure. like I, like it, like when I talk about that management role, um, so like five years ago or less, less than that, um, I was in a role where I was interviewing people for six figure jobs that required a bachelor's degree to even apply for. And I had somehow, as like a convicted felon recovering junk box managed to be in a role that was the gatekeeper for six figure roles underneath me. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? I do. And yeah. It was like, holy shit. Like I've been clean. I've been clean for eight years, nine years, eight. Congratulations. Yeah. So, but really before that, like the end of my, active addiction when i was like in the grips was like really 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 ugly yeah like i was not a person that you wanted to be around i was dangerous 
to myself and others. And, uh, and I was just really like a genuine, like POS, not in my core, not in my heart, but like I, I was in the grips of addiction. I don't want to get in. Like, I really hate the debate about addiction Mm -hmm. just because I lived through it and I survived and I, and I serve in a capacity to help other people survive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's still very, um, it's still, it's still such a debate and, and there's still such a stigma. Um, just like there's a stigma against blue collar, right? Just like there's a stigma against the trades, just like all the people in the trades are junkies, right? Um, or like all the people in the trades are high school dropouts. So like, I guess I kind of do fit the stigma because I'm a junkie dropout. Um, but you know, I, I, I like to think that I really do in, in my, in my heart, I believe that like my journey got me to this podcast. Yeah. Well, your story, do you know what I mean? Your to story is what moment, made you. Correct. Correct. You know what I mean? Yo, the people that never have to fight are the first ones to drown. No kit. And really, but they're the ones that just don't appreciate anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like, unfortunately, I do. Yeah. The, you know, we talk about that's one of the things I like to talk about is like, I just hate so much that there's so many people out there that tell people what they have to do. And, and people, when I do Instagram lives, people ask me, Oh, what do you think about all these coaches or whatever? Now you got to remember, I do a lot on social media, right? So I'm immersed in the 100 million billion social media growth coaches and, you know, (laughs) single, you know, uh, stay at home mom hustles with digital content, uh, whatever it is that they're selling. I don't really understand it. I think it's completely ridiculous. But people ask me, why are you going to tell somebody else? Let somebody else tell you what what you're capable of, how you have to do it, what the path looks like. When we're talking about trying to stand out and be original and provide value that the next person's not going to offer, then how are you going to do that buying a class that a hundred other thousand other people bought? This is, is that, very yeah. My fish tank is... lights just turned on, so. I tried, I must've killed them and I'm going to turn them off. So just give me one second here because I know it. Oh God, please turn off. Lights off. Ah, that's better. (laughs) But yeah, so anyways, I guess, yeah. So I'm a junkie dropout, but I have an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit, but I don't let that define me. There you go. Right? Yeah. Cause and I was say you were actually, onto something with the coach thing. Right. But I would never be where I am today if it wasn't for my process. Right? Yeah. I really never had the patience to 
execute anything like I've executed right in the last few years until a lot of that process that I went through. Well, let me ask you this though, because this is important. Do you see, do you see a difference and distinguish between a coach and a mentor? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Cause I like, I think like, and this is just for clarification. You have to have people, you have to hang out with people that are achieving the success that you want to achieve. Thank you. Yes. But I don't need to pay to be in a class to do that. No. And you don't need to necessarily listen to somebody that also doesn't have the same circumstances as you, like a single dad talking yeah. about making 2 million a month and coaching fitness and, or a not Look. having kids and coaching fit. You're not even Look. in the same category, folks. You got to understand that. There is guys that were in the outdoor living like deck space before any other companies only did that space. Okay. I'm talking the, the birth, of this industry as a niche sector and I'm in the I am in their pocket. I have these guys, you know, I've developed relationships with those guys. You know, and other builders that are just my peers all over the place. Some of them are really good at business. They help me with that. Some of them are really good at building and they suck at business. I help them with business. They help me with building. But really the guys that I look up to are the whole package. I'm talking success, not monetary success, success, where I look at them and I'm just, I admire the life that they live in the way that they treat the people that they live that life with because they're, they're fulfilled in their core. And that's what I'm after. But if you poll my followers, which is like enough people to get a pretty good sample. Sure. You will not find a single one of them ever who's ever reached out to me and asked me a question that I didn't spend as much time as I saw necessary to fully answer it. So when we talk about coaching and mentoring or whatever that looks like for each person or each business, I mean, I go on calls with guys. I go on video calls. We talk about marketing. We talk about business. We talk about building. I answer questions every day. I'm on the job. We're building. And I'm on, I'm on the phone going through. So today I did a ledger application through Fieldstone because they didn't have uh, adequate soil to put an inside beam. So it's a situation where a builder reached out to me and was like, what do I do here? And I kind of went over it with them, gave them the best options, sent them the uh, code requirements for, for what I was offering, right? Oh, and then just kind of chatted up quick and he's good to go. I had another builder that reached out to me. Just, I mean, these are talented people, you know, that was just like, hey, what do you think about this? You know, like a picture of, I think it's fire, you know? And they were like, yeah, I don't really like, like, the base of it. Like, you know, it's like a bench pedestal thing. And so, like, it looks like a mushroom, you know? And I'm like, wrapping a piece of e paper, make it like a baseboard, you know? So, yeah, I love it. So, I'm just like, 
bring with people, you know, like my opinion matters and that's cool. But I've also, I've had hour long calls where I make people take notes to go over like a marketing plan so they can get out from having just a job and, and open a business. You know? So and I what do you like charge? A one-time no, fee of $999 because it's on nothing. sale. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sorry, you know what? Uh, here's the deal. I'm going to give you – we can jump right into it, right? You can get however much you want for your course or your class or whatever and just become another one of these guys trying to make $500 a person off of 100 people or 1,000 people or whatever. I know there's value in coaching. The problem that I have with it is that all these guys are just taking their information from the last guy. It all came from about the same 10 books. And they're spouting it up there with their Britney Spears microphone. And just, I don't fucking buy it because none of it's an original idea. I just don't appreciate that as much as some other people do. Now, that's just me. That's my personal opinion. That's my experience. I'm not into it. Sure. And that doesn't mean, like, I know guys that have had life-changing experiences in some of these groups. And I have been a member of some groups where we did personal work, you know, with, guy, with, with guys that do coach, you know. And, and I had an experience in it, you know, and I did some personal work that, that was helpful. But I do some other personal work as well. you got to get right inside. So if you want to be able to provide value. Yeah, let me let me say this, dude, because I I know your what your what you're saying here to the for our people is like that's that's your personal preference. You're not taking away from the guys that are coaching or the people that are into that. If you're getting value from it, like more power to you, bud. But yeah, uh, like for me personally, right? Like uh, I've been a part of a couple. Let's just say coaching things on like. Yeah. Uh, on the entrepreneurial front of like, yeah. and I always join when I've, when I've joined them, it's been because like, I know my heart and my soul and my spirit, everything about me tells me um, like that there's more, I want to do more. I have some idea. I'm trying to figure out how to get something off the ground, but I'm going to be honest with you. Every single one of those things that I've paid for with the exception of maybe one it's the same shit that they tell you. And I'm say two months in, or, you know, and, and they'll say like, you just got to want it. You just got to do the work. You just got, well, what is the work? Can you answer that for yeah. me? Can you tell me what I yeah, do give to me the, start? Give me the what, formula. Because there's not but, one. The truth is yeah. you have to figure you out first. Yeah. And then when you figure you out, you got to pour yourself in to that. And now there's little things we could touch on, on honing that edge and like you did niching yeah. and stuff like that. Right. But you yeah. got it. It's like you said, it starts with fixing you and yeah, there's a lot of power in that. And and I don't want to spend like shit all over coaches, but I, I do agree with no, you. No, like, yeah, for sure. I have a little jaded a value, but and, then like, yeah, I'm a little jaded, but it's not I look just at, like in our industry. No, right? no, no. This is, I'm talking entrepreneurial. It's, I'm talking everywhere. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a pandemic. No, people have figured out that there's you too can, many. If you can talk smooth and you can say the right yeah. kind of things and get people to buy in, people have figured out that you can make 10, 15 grand a month real quick, really fast on yeah. starting your own little discord group or 
listen, I'm, I'm with you, dude. I think it's a hustle that's uh, it's become a virus. But um, that yeah. being said, though, like I look at uh, like t- this will agree with what you said. Do you follow Alex Ramosi at all? No. OK, so Alex Ramosi, uh, he just turned I think he's 33. He's young, but he's worked hundred million dollars, ironically, a couple hundred million now. But he built companies from the ground up. This is what he does. And he sells all of his information. He doesn't run a coaching group. He doesn't he put does what you're doing, dude. He puts everything yeah. out at scale. At scale. Yeah. He does videos. He talks about it. He writes books about it, gives them to you as cheap as he can. He just gives, gives, gives. And on the back end, someday he helps he can help you then come to him with your three million dollar business to scale it from three to fifty. Right? That's what he does. Like yeah. Um, but he gives, he's not got some coaching group where you pick my brain and do this or that and pay 300 bucks a month. And no, he's like, yeah, this is how I go through this process. And this is how I generate leads. And this is how, like, just give, give, give. And, uh, honestly, he, his, I was reading one of his books and that's what got me to like, to start this podcast, ironically, because I read something and he said in there, he said, your pain is your purpose. Because like I told you, my hiccup, this is me personally, was that like I have all these bright ideas, but I just don't know how to start. And I don't know what I want to start. But I know I don't like I know something inside of me says I got to do something right. Like I and you're an entrepreneur. So, you know, this like it's just this I got to do something. I don't know even know what that is. But I and I was like, wait a second. Your pain is your purpose. And that really spoke to me. And Kevin, I'll be honest with you, dude. 2019, I was—I thought I was styling, right? I was making good money. There was more work than you can imagine, and this, that. But when I was sitting in my truck back in May this year, reading that book, and I was educating myself, just trying to make myself a sharper weapon, right? Yeah. I read that that pain is your purpose, and it just clicked. My pain, personally, is a lot of the time is financial, but I also I look around, and I'm like everywhere I look people are hurting, especially in our industry. Everywhere I look, our brothers and our sisters are, what do I do? Or they're just settling or, you know, they're the same problems that I'm having, like everywhere I look and I'm like, holy fuck. You want to talk about the niche? For me, the niche is I can serve people that are getting into it and or more specifically, the people that are already in this, that have that little bit of a flicker that, Maybe they're not operating at 100%. Maybe they're not making that aggressive step to go after that fucking dream that everybody told them was too big, right? Maybe they're not utilizing their time properly, but they have this skill set that they're just sitting on. So, like, for me, that pain is your purpose thing just inspired this whole, like, okay, if I can come and talk to Kevin and I can be like, dude, how did you build Raven Builders? And I don't need to... One, two, three, but how did you get through fucking hard, embrace it, and let it forge you into the man that you are today that is successful? And how did you, and if I can take that piece of information, even if it's only one sentence out of the hour that we've been on, and it can help any person get out of a funk or click that light bulb like that one phrase did for me, then it's worth it. And that is the niche. Okay. Let's wake our people up. Let, I mean, this country was built by guys like us that come from 
unfortunate circumstance and that every the world bets against, you know, that lace up their boots and they don't have necessarily the degrees or not that all builders don't have degrees. They're not fucking stupid, but like, right. You get what I mean? Like guys that come from right. addiction, guys that come from the military into the trades, guys that come from broken homes, right. like, you know, like that's what I, that's what this whole purpose of the show is, is just to help people take this shit to the next level. And, uh, did your story has been it not has been but it is incredibly inspiring to me um not beating up the coach thing anymore there's before we get into <laughs> before we get into questions there is one more thing i want to pick your brain on so your social media presence is insane you've done like we i started this podcast off talking about that do you mind sharing with our audience a little bit about like utilizing your time in effective ways to like you know, we kind of alluded to building other companies. That's essentially what you're doing by building your social media presence. Do you mind? Yeah. Yeah. So I will say that the social media for, for me has become the most valuable asset that I have because when we talk about like scalability of my company, clearly I don't really see there to be much and scale from that end of it, which is really the only trade that I've ever been in. It's really the only industry that I've ever been in. Like scaling is like pretty difficult, right? So, you know, I, I drive an $80,000 truck followed by, you know, a forty thousand dollar box truck and a forty thousand dollar dump truck with a trailer, forty thousand dollar machine that puts piles in with, you know, with a tool trailer that's got fifty grand worth of tools in it, to go build a twenty thousand dollar, fifty thousand dollar deck. You know, sometimes two hundred, but you know, you got payroll for the whole team and all the other expenses that come. So if we talk about scaling that business. It's expensive. It really is a huge investment. You want to double what we're doing right now? It's going to cost double the price to build. Then we take social media. You know, we're scaling our social media 5 to 10% month over month. And all it costs is my time. And minimal equipment. I mean, anybody can do it with a cell phone. Sure. You can literally do it with one cell phone. I have three, right? And that's my most utilized camera is an iPhone. I have three. So you have other equipment as well. I've invested, you know, I have a couple of drones and I have some other equipment and, you know, good computer and all that. But 99% of the content is sometimes shot and edited and produced and posted on the same phone in a matter of five or 10 minutes, you know? And like, I, if I think something's funny, sometimes I'll like go and I'll screen rip like an audio out of a movie or, or whatever, like right on site. Like the guys just keep working and I stop and I'm like, I got to carve this out, you know, and just throw it up there. But, that is something that has unlimited potential and unlimited revenue potential 
with absolutely no capital invested. I mean, yes, I'd like to bring in a videographer at some point. And I do pay for some videography occasionally. But right. I don't have to go buy another three vehicles and trailers and all this and then double my marketing and double my sales and all of that. So it's not only is it like a cool project that I'm motivated by, but I have to say that if anybody doesn't know this and there's listening, like, like you're watching videos, not mine, but like you're watching videos where show, somebody's showing off a tool or showing off a golf club or whatever, and they're getting paid like 30 grand for that video. Like if that even like computes, right? Dude, I but was, man, I like looked d- at somebody's, just so everybody, uh... like, go ahead, go get it. You know what I mean? Like there's people getting paid 10 cents a view on YouTube. 10 cents a view. What's a, what do you call that? What's a link tree? I clicked on somebody's link tree the other yeah. day. One, one of these construction type, these blue collar gals. Yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity, I saw like a price sheet thing and I was like, oh, I'm just curious. I personally am not hiring. A, a, I don't need it for our podcast. Yeah. But I was curious. I, I saw these people are charging, dude. Some of these girls are making $7,500 a reel for, for a, post, for a, yeah. for a company. No, a reel for a company. Yeah. $2,500 to post on their story that they're yeah, using dude. somebody's shit. To post yeah. on their story. Yeah, they probably have, they, they 400, probably have 400K. Is uh, that it? On one. I think total on all of her shit it was like $1.3 million. I'm going to avoid names yeah. just because I don't want to yeah. get into any. She's, but, yeah, so... But yeah, she's got, um, she's got, here's the thing. I really like, don't want to reveal, like we're, I'm trying to figure this out, like, and it's been a process, but like, just to put things in perspective, like a shitty billboard in most cities is 20 grand a month. Mm-hmm. And like, you're reaching people that don't even speak that language. You're reaching people that don't have anything to do or any interest in that product, you know? Like if you're a manufacturer, like think about this, is the power of my social media. I mean, I do, I, like, so I have a 3D printer and I just make like silly things, like this is actually my boy's design, but it's like a clamp adapter that you put a little piece of aluminum plate in and then it goes on like a Dewalt clamp, two of them, and you can like clamp deck boards. A company used to make them, I think it was Irwin, and they they discontinued it. So people like make their own. But I also had this little thing and this is like what I call like the Pika jig. So it takes one of those Pika mechanical pencils and from the different variations it has a scribe of like different measurements it's called the peak block got my logo on it but i just put that out there and, and it's like bing 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 people buying them think about from an overall perspective from a manufacturer do they want to pay 20 grand for the billboard and reach three percent contractors or do they want to pay 20 grand to that that girl or guy 
that can that has a million contractors following them. Yeah. It's so it is of such high value. But the problem is is there's a line. So what I've done is from the first day, the only products we use, the only products I'll ever partner with is something that makes sense that we either already use, already believe in, or think will raise the our level, raise the game for us by using it, you know? And like because of that, we're actually authentic. We're I'm not just gonna go stomping around in shitty boots because they're paying me to show them. Sure, you know. And like because of that, we have a lot of power because people know that if we're willing to show something, then we believe in it. So so we we have authenticity in everything. So there's a lot of value there. You know? Oh, dude, if you're saying 20 grand a month is a, a shitty billboard, like, what it makes sense. Why wouldn't you risk $2,500 to see what a kid can do for one month? Hell I mean, yeah. you just, you just, and for all you know, you, you literally, you want to talk about 10X and you could 10X your market space on one random bit. And you right. could try that across the board if you're a manufacturer with right. five so, people for the price of the one. But like, there's so many other industry like the construction industry is really just catching on to this form of marketing and oh, some of them gotta not, be like some now. of them not, <laughs> yeah but check it out go ahead try to build a following okay so this is where i was gonna say try to scale social i challenge everybody come and get me <laughs> it's friggin' hard dude yeah, so and, talk about that. Talk about that. How do you build an engaging platform? I mean, you don't need to give away all your secrets, but give a, give our listeners something. No, What's, it's the same thing as selling a deck. you got to provide value. Oh, okay. Here we go. You know? And you got to be – it helps to be unique, but you, you really have to – you just have to be real. Like, I know so many people that – like they get, you know, I don't know. They're just too worried about what everybody else thinks to, you know, to really like appeal to people that really just want it real. You know, like I go after people. If people come on running their mouse, I'll go after them. I don't care. You know what I mean? That's what some of the best stuff I've ever done is like someone will come after my, my stuff. Cause that's what people on the internet do. They, they, you know, keyboard warriors, you know, they've been in the industry for 50 years. You don't know what the hell you're doing. You have no idea what's going on. They, they could tell you all about it, but they won't show you private account. You know, yeah. they'll tell you, they'll tell you everything, but they don't, you know, anyways, I've, you know, I'll fire off the people, but that's like part of, I'm just very authentic and I'm very genuine and I'm very open. But with with the value proposition is it's like, I'm going to share my work real time, everything that I post, almost everything. Like today I posted a reel from like over the summer just because somebody commented on it and it was like one that nobody even really saw. It didn't do a lot of views and somebody just randomly commented. And I, so I like rewatched one of my pieces of content from eight months ago and I was like, 
Oh, it was awesome. You know, I reposted it. Um, but normally every single one, like morning, night, morning, night is our projects in real time, you know? And like people really enjoy watching, but every comment I respond to, or at least like it, if, if there's no substance there, I'm not just going to like respond with emojis for no reason. Every compliment I thank with at least an emoji. Every DM I respond to, every question I get, I answer. When I post something for a manufacturer about a product, I don't do it unless I have experience working with it and I have the answers to the questions. And if I don't have the answers that I know I'm going to get asked, I actually ask for them. Before posting it, I get the testing reports, engineering, whatever it is for that product. I want the answers to question. I want to be educated on the product before I go try to talk to people about it. So it's a lot of work, but how do you build a following? You provide value. And for the people that are posting valuable content that aren't getting traction, it could be as simple as the hook, but I never post hooks. I just post raw content. My stuff is not shiny, not glamorous, and if I edit it too much, it flops. Shaky cam, like that's just what I've done well with, you know? I got other builders around me that have way better content than me that have no following. And a lot of people will say it takes a little bit of luck. And I don't want to disagree with that, but I, I do have to say that even with a large following, you can really lose engagement by discontinuing the reason that people followed you or like not providing the value and your engagement will just go. Like I was talking before, like if I, if I post a picture, if I post a reel tomorrow of like, something unrelated to my content it will flop and if i do it again and again i will just start shredding followers and my engagement will go in the toilet and it takes a month to get it out of there i'm not joking like i'll show you accounts that had 200,000 views on every video they posted last month or two months ago and right now are getting 5,000 views per video. Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, oh, it's a grind. It's a grind. I like, know. I'm, I'm building a podcast page from scratch. Trust me. I, it's, it's a I wish I could I, offer you the analytics to say, hey, man, I'm going to put you in front of a million people. But I'm not a bullshitter. But what I can tell you is, yeah. hey, man, I want to have a real conversation with you and tell your story and teach people and yeah. shoot my shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. But I will get there. That's my attitude. Yeah. I will. I'll just keep showing up. So there's – do you know uh, Travis? What He's like the POS carpenter. Do you follow him? No. No. So I'm going to plug him. But here's a dude, right, that I don't know like when his um, social like took off. But here's a dude that I'm pretty sure, like, when I was kind of building mine um, and he was building his. So his his page is Baldwin Carpentry. 
but he had, he's that POS carpenter guy. And he does videos like, if you're a piece of shit carpenter like me, this is how you do it, you know? And I mean, this dude scaled out of nowhere. Boom! He started doing these videos and he kind of restructured his whole page to be all like that style, you know? And I'm like, I'm seeing his videos and I'm looking at I'm like, oh my God, he's doing a million views every single video. He just found something, like he did a video, and it just, boom! He was like, wow, people like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. he made another one. He made another one. And uh, and he's awesome, and he's talented, and he's, you know, like, he's not a POS car. He's a badass carpenter. Right. You know? But he's also a creator. And he found something that people... He found that bit of humor, right, with, like, there's some things that you have to hit on social. You have a really, you're working, especially Instagram, you're working with a really short extension span and just a type of program. And you have to, so listen, relatability, you know, value, like, there's certain click like things that people will like something for will comment on something for and and things that people will share and people will save and that's what drives the instagram algorithm is engagement right you gotta figure out what can i do that people will like what can i do that people will share that one's deadly because even if you don't have a following if people can't help but to send it to a friend or share it to their story then that's how you get a post to do 5 million when you only have 300 followers and off the 5 million views, you could probably pick up 10 or 20,000 followers. Right. You know, like that's how I, my most, I don't know. My first value post was a tool tip. You know, I had a thousand followers and I did a tool tip that did, I don't know, a couple million views. And I picked up like ten or fifteen thousand followers off of it. Wow! But I've had other posts that do five million views or seven million views that I probably only picked up five hundred followers off of. It's it's not just about exposure, right? It's about value. I'm telling, like, same with the algorithm, same with everything. It's value. Same with selling a deck. Same with parenting kids or being in a family or a friendship or whatever any relationship value value forward you know what i mean and that's the that's the the niche just because we've been using that word a lot today that's the niche that you need to figure out in in your game is how can you provide value to your audience or even as little as it may be treat it like it's big Treat it and like, like it's going to be 100,000 people. One of my values that I provide is humor. But not all humor. That's the other thing. If you have a really, really funny reel that people will follow you for, but then they figure out that the other 99 of 100 of your reels are like how to build a deck, and they could give a shit about building a deck, then they're just going to either unfollow you or stop watching. So 
it's really important that you are yourself because if it's a charade, you'll never keep it up. You have to be genuine, in sure. my opinion. Because if I picked up my first 20 or 30 or 40 or 50,000 followers trying to be somebody that I'm not or trying to trying to do something that doesn't make me happy in order to build a following, how long is that sustainable? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I see no. that where it's like, People want to be creators just to tr just to for the glamour of like growing a big following, but they don't really have the concept of what you could do with that or what the purpose of it would be. Like if you don't have a purpose, it will never go. So find a purpose. Like you, and for me, for me is I yes I create a line of revenue by instead of leveraging money from from the viewers to pay for that information i'll leverage the billion dollar corporations that manufacture the products that everybody uses to pay me to teach you or to share what i have with you let them pay for it why am i going to charge you all 50 dollars a piece or $500 a piece when I could just charge them five grand and put out the video. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where I'm coming from. I'm not like against corporate America or anything. I just feel like they have the resources. We really don't. And they're willing to invest in us. Sure. And if I can be a vessel of that information, then let them pay me to do it. And you guys just soak it up. That's, that's where I'm coming from. You know, that's my plan. Um, and really like, I don't know, it's working. Sure. You know, it, it's a little weird. I'm having getting, a good time. That's what's most important. Right. But is that it's not, and it's weird at first, right? You're using your camera, you're mid working on something and you stop and you're filming. And now you've got to teach yourself a little bit of editing stuff. And, a, but like yeah. you said, if you can figure that out and make it connect the dots, then that connect the dots will start with typically free shit, typically start with. And then free shit yeah. becomes how much do you want to do that for me or to do yeah. something like that for me? And then it can become if you're doing it the way you're talking about, you're just doing it naturally anyway. So then they're just going to pay you to keep doing what you yeah. are doing, not to change they don't need this this is for the audience i know you know this but they don't need 10 kevins they don't need 50 jonathans they need a kevin they need a jonathan they need a, a matt they need a sarah they need a they're not no. looking for you to repeat what you already no. are consuming on the internet they are looking Correct. for you to find your own niche that gets them in front of a new New or page. larger demographic yep. or yep. puts them as a second or a third or a fourth view that day in somebody's feed because everybody that they've scrolled through likes the only Dex t-shirt for whatever yeah. reason they keep seeing it and it makes this conversation piece or, you know, that's, um, <laughs> and that's what I tell a lot of these brands that I talk to, you know, is I'm like, Hey, I got an army out there. I got guys with like, 
low followings that are really talented and make awesome content and just haven't like caught traction yet. I'm like, but not everybody is going to want to listen to me. I'm from the Northeast. A lot of people think that like us New Englanders sound like assholes, uh, <laughs> especially people from the South. They just, you know, I don't know. And, and really just I'm, I'm me and I'm not like everybody's I'm like, but if you get like me and then this other guy who's like different, you know, different backdrop on all his jobs. He's in a different region, different market, talks different, looks different. And you, you kind of like get a spread, you know? Um, a lot of time it is like Northeast, Northwest, Southwest, wow. and Southeast, Midwest. But you can reach a lot of different demographics like that, you know, and, and, and just markets. And, but I don't know. I have so much fun with it. I really do. Like, we, I just, I just think it's so funny. Like we were just, uh, you know, I was like playing on this little label machine that one of the tool companies gave me and it's like not its purpose at all. It's, it's a uh, recon that has that uh, digital tape measure that can like send measurements to an app and the app can like print a sticker that has a QR code and the measurement written on it and like where it goes. But in the app that they have, you can actually make like custom stickers where you can like print a QR code. You just put in any website and like whatever you want it to say. So it's like sticking one on all the drawers in the trailers because I want to get labels made for all the packouts. But I was like, this would be fun. Just get everything labeled for now so we can see it until we get real ones made. And I have a drawer that I call the Kevin No No drawer. It's like <laughs> all my little like squid jig and like pencils and like bits and like just little tech stuff that I don't want people messing with. And uh, I'll put Kevin no, no drawer and that they, everybody knows that's what it's called. They'll be like, Oh, it's in your no, no, no drawer. But I put it on the QR code. I put a link to uh, the American Red Cross first aid page, like how to administer first aid or whatever. <laughs> so if you scan the QR and like I made a video and like I could barely talk. I was laughing so hard, like trying to just film a video of like me scanning the code and like go and I like they cut. And I just think that's so funny. Like if I was to watch it right now, and most of my videos I'm trying to be funny, I don't like I wouldn't watch it and I just can't help but laugh. But like I don't know. And like that video is not gonna do a million views. But I but genuinely I think it's really funny and I it brings me joy to like see my guys laughing and thinking, and we're really like creating that. Cause that's what, when I come in here to talk on one of these things and people are like, well, how do you do it? How do you build it? How do you, you know, how did you come up with this? Whatever. And I'm like, yo, I just wanted to create and I just didn't want to work for a big company anymore. I want to work for a small company. And I just, and trying to figure out how to create a space where other people want to join in my like vision. Yeah. You know? And like part of that for me is like letting go of some control sometimes, letting guys have their own process, but creating an enjoyable place to be where people want to go to work. And like I just brought my whole team to Vegas. Yeah, my whole team. It's four people. You know, we're four. We're a four foursome. But we we all went to Vegas. 
man, I brought these guys to the desert, surprised them with 50 cal, you know, full spread out in the desert. We did like whatever, man. We just, we vacationed while we were at this show, you know? But, but the reason I really did it, I knew it would be fun. I knew these guys would be really enjoy it. You know, everybody would enjoy themselves. But like I wanted them to be in that show where all these other industry leaders could personally tell them how we move the needle for the industry. Like I just knew it would inspire them yeah, to like that- hear it firsthand that they are like legendary in the industry. And I don't mean, I don't say that trying to like boast, but like, that's what they, they're like, I can't like, they know it, but they don't really like feel it. Yeah. Except when somebody's like, man, you guys like, they're just like almost like starstruck to like, meet these guys that are in the videos that we do or whatever. And a lot of these guys that show us, I already know, and we're already friends and we talk, but anyways, that is the plan, right? Is to create something that's like bigger than me. Sure. And then we can use that to inspire other people to get involved in the trades. Yeah. And we talk about, we act like nobody's getting paid on social media. Like it's like, taboo or impossible to to do this to do what i'm trying to do when i have people in group chats this week that i'm in trying to say oh well you should you know anybody who thinks that ever gonna pan out should do except for him like the one guy in the that you know has a following or whatever and like i'm not even in that list or whatever because this dude's a jackass and doesn't want to accept the fact that, you know, like, yeah, like I could, I'll profit more off of partnerships next year than I will off my construction company because the, yeah. the margins like 90%, the construction <laughs> company, the, the net margins, 10%. <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, no. yeah. <laughs> No, I completely. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if that. Anyways. But yeah, that's not to. Listen, you want 20-year-old kids to get excited about, instead of going to college, to go learn how to build decks? Show them Vegas. Show them, you know. A nice show truck. Them that, toys. Uh, hell yeah, dude. I show that stuff. Yeah, no, I man, got the quality boat. quality work. Uh, yeah, tuna. <laughs> yeah, bringing my guys out tuna fishing. Um, whatever we do, all sorts of stuff. And like, really, listen, all my guy, my guys are salary. I say all my guys because we're a team, right? But it's sure. like both of my guys, or whatever, however you want to say it. But like, we're salary. Uh, I offer cash on the weekends to organize. Don't tell anyone. Um, and any days off are paid you know if 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 both my guys call me when i text me right now and both say they're sick or one says he has to do this with his kids tomorrow and one is not feeling well 
then I will go to work alone tomorrow and I will pay everybody. Here's the thing though. They will both be there at 6.50 a.m. Mark my words. Yeah, well, that's you know? because you built that culture. That's what you yeah. did. You, you created because a culture. Because they're invested. Like, those guys know what we're getting after tomorrow, and they're, like, about it. They're about getting after that, yeah. you know? But so, that's surrounding yourself with savages, bro. That's what you've done. You've... You've created, sure. you've, you've created a culture and now you've surrounded yourself with other barbarians. And, and that's another thing people need to understand. You need to cut the wash, cut it, Yeah. cut the wash. Like you're not doing yourself any favor, holding on to drama mamas or any of that shit or the negative right. fucking dude at work. That's always complaining. All you're doing is holding yourself back, dude. Yeah. Every time. And, and it just brings everybody else down. And yeah. I can be the biggest proponent of negativity. Sure, we all I am. I am because, because, and my guys don't try to bring like home stress to work, right? And neither do I. But be in my role and try to leave business stress at home. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you're just getting your ass kicked from every angle and you can really easily be like, dude, what, what are you doing right now? Like, why would you do, we've done this a hundred times. What are you doing? You know? Um, and I don't know what industry, like how you were raised in the industry, but I was raised getting screamed at for money. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's how I came up was like getting screamed at for money, being belittled, um, really like, if I stopped learning about how to be a person at 25 years old, I would have thought like that's the only requirement of construction is to make everybody underneath you feel like total shit. So you feel better about yourself. And you got and, good at it. <laughs> and you can see that like the boomers, like on the internet, like that's who they are, you know, because that was it. So that's another thing that we have to break as a team, right? Is we have to break that. Um, that stigma of like that we need to beat down the people around us to make ourselves go higher because it's not true. You know what I mean? If anything, yeah. if anything, all you're going to do is end up alone as you know, it's, it's, it's just not, it, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't attract any, it doesn't inspire anybody <laughs> to, uh, to want to, win as a team no you know what i mean i 100 that's a thing i don't yeah i might not want to scale to like big big i just want to stay the same size and make more and more and more and more money and it's possible i told you earlier there's a guy around here that builds house for 800 a square foot yeah there's other guys that do it for 250 I build some decks for more money a square foot than some people build whole houses. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know, because value, right? And that's, I don't know. So yeah, so team, team is something that I'm learning a lot about over the last 10 years. Yeah. Really, since I pulled my own head out of my ass and 
realize that there's other people on this in this planet and uh and ways to achieve things together instead of always feeling like I'm in competition with other people when really I'm only in competition with myself. Mm-hmm. And if I compete with myself, then other people will join the fight with me. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it uh it completely does. This if you're executing on your expectation like yeah. you're you've now created a standard for other people to adhere to. It makes entirely sense because you're living what you're expecting. You're living what you're talking. You're oh, yeah. like you, you are setting the standard so, and you can't argue when the leader is living it. When the guy that is telling you to hey, get your shit together, man, hurry up, has his shit together and is hurrying up, you can't be like you're a hypocrite, fuck you. You you can't. You you have to inspire Greatness inspires greatness. That's the way I'll yeah. say that, you know? So I'll, I'll share this little quick tidbit because I know I was – I'm jaded when it comes to, like, hiring. Like, I just feel like I just – it's just one after another that it's just like, what the hell, really? And so I had this young kid, right? And I just really like this. I've seen him on social media for a long time. He's in the community group I'm in. He lives in my community. He just seemed like a really good kid. And he is, right? He's, like, coaches hockey for like a private christian school and like came up in hockey it's like his life right he like four in the morning gets up to go coach and this and that listen he told me two years home building seven years in a cabinet shop or something he's a young kid but two years on a home build site right frame frame and finish it's at least a couple of houses right at least a house a giant massive house tells me oh i know you know because i'm like listen we this is if we do this number like you're gonna have to perform at this level or it's not gonna work i don't want people to oversell and underperform because then it's never gonna work i'm never gonna say you're not here we can go back to here and you can get here you know what i mean never works Mm -hmm. you come in at 15 you know 25 you're an all-star i'll just be like boom 35 boom but you come in asking for 35 and you're worth 25. It's not going to work. No. Right? Or whatever. Those numbers are just dumb numbers. Yeah, yeah. They're fictional. Yeah. But here's the deal. He came with us. He didn't know his ass from an elbow. This dude didn't know what a board stretcher was. You're a crane operator. You ever heard of a board stretcher? I've heard of them. I couldn't tell you. It's like... You know, the mythical, uh, it's like the, the tool that you send the, the new apprentice for that doesn't exist. You know, the tool that stretches a board when you cut it too short. Yeah, I was going to say. So, on a carpenter's like job. spinning the so, hook? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. tighten the hook? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So, that's a crane. Um, that's a crane joke, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyways. But, it wasn't just that. It was that he was frantically trying to look like he was working hard, but he was really just chaotically probably being a liability, right? And really at the end of a couple of weeks, the only thing that I could really task him with without having to micromanage 
was like, take this stuff and put it in that truck, trash, whatever. Now, I'm in this spot where I'm like, this is where we're at. I can help you and we can get you to a place where you're valuable. Don't offer them any pay change or anything. Like, I'll get you there because I know he's a good kid or whatever. We had this long discussion. It doesn't really go that well. He's like obviously not really able to take any criticism. And I'm like, you got to give yourself a break. Let's see how it goes. We'll, we'll, we'll get you, we'll, we'll elevate you, you know? But I'm old school, right? <laughs> One of the things was, because I was like, well, listen, bro, you told me you've been framing for two years, but you don't know how to roll up a hose. Like, you fucking lied to me. And now I didn't say that, but I said, uh, I said, you're like a chick in an auto parts store, you know? (laughs) So he goes on social media. He quits. Not in person, but by text. He goes on social media. He says, I got hired by this company. I thought it would be the best thing that would ever happen to me. And the owner told me that I'm a shit carpenter. And he even said that I'm like a chick in an auto parts store, misogynistic. He said, and this is what I did with my stepdad today. It looks for two, for, for an old guy and a, you know, a chicken and all parts are done. Look, so this was like hog railing out of the box store with the brackets that homeowners buy to screw on, whatever. And I'm not trying to be an asshole, but he just dogged me. Right. So I go, I message him. I say, Hey man, it's all good, baby. You know what I mean? Like I told you that I would have helped you. You're not interested. You don't have to go try to badmouth me on the internet, right? And he yeah. said, well, every – I said, don't put words in my mouth. He said, well, everything I said was true. You said it. I said, no. I never called you a shit carpenter because you're not a carpenter at all. Yeah. You told me that you were and you're not. I said, but it's all good, right? But here's the thing. He wasn't providing me any value. He was taking away my value and my resources. And he's not open to criticism. So like he was, I offered him a flex schedule of like he could show up late on certain days when he had to coach. Here's a brand new guy that didn't know his ass from his elbow that was working less hours than the other guys. First day, showed up at 7.01. A few days later, supposed to be there at 7. He's there at 7.10. Well, I know. Where's the value? So that's what we're working with right now. And then people look at, people look at, and they're like, oh, what? You're supposed to just, you're supposed to, listen, you can't motivate unmotivated people. All you can do is, right? No, you can't. So this this is like, this goes to the barbarian part of the, the blue collar, the, this podcast, right? Like kind of the beginning of our conversation. You, it, it's not the guy that shows up and just clocks in, clocks out. Like it's, you can't, 
you can't carry everybody and not everybody's going to want it like you. And that's fine. But don't, if you're that ambitious type, you can't dwell or live or compare or contrast yourself to, if you know, if you're a lionfish, you don't compare, contrast to a goldfish. You know what I'm saying? If you're a bald eagle, you don't compare yourself to a dove or, a, you know, a pigeon. You, you just don't do that. You're both birds, sure, but you're two different characteristics, right. you know? Um, and, dude, cause, just because we've been going for an hour and 50 minutes, I know it's late there. Um, I, I do want to get into a couple questions. Uh, real quick. Okay. And what I would like yeah, to do ahead. is have you back on specifically for Q and A sometime when your schedule yeah, opens where? up again. Where? Cool. So I got to ask you. And this is along that line, just because you're spitting fire right now. I want to hear it from you right now. You know, like in this mindset. But what is a blue collar barbarian to you? <laughs> All right. So the way. I picture the way that we approach our projects and our business and social and everything is that we attack. We attack our projects and we execute, right? So I really like, you know, as far as like the barbaric terminology. Yeah is we're not supposed to have a seat at the table, right? No. We're just supposed to do as we're told, right? And I'm supposed to accept whatever the status quo is for the dropout, junkie, blue-collar fucking guy. You know what I mean? But we, we attack. That's where That's who we are. And we attack with precision. I have reviews that the clients say they're like the SWAT team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 650 every day. You can't do that with a guy that shows up at 710. Nope. You're no longer the SWAT team. It's not in. You know what I mean? And that's, and it saddens me, but that's, if we're going to be, because we, we, we don't have to be outcast to be barbaric, right? We, we're, we're leaders, but we do it the way we do it. This is the way. This is my vision. You know, that's just the other day. Like it was pouring, pour, we got like four inches of rain. And we organized all day. And I could save money. Hey, we only need two guys. Cut out. But I don't. I pay the 40. And because we, 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 we live and die as a team. Yeah. And that's part of it. We you're organize. Saying... We all organize. Like we are here to divide and conquer. Right? Yeah. And it's an unruly, right? Like in the definition of savage, it says literally like unruly or barbarian. Like, okay. It's an yeah. unruly approach yeah. to me, right? Like, you're not a cookie cutter as a barbarian. You're not a right. cookie cutter. You're, you're like you're saying, you said you attack, like you go, you get it, you grind, you grit. You take you, it. That's yeah. it. You oh, take yeah. what's yours. Yeah. Um, we, it's, it's savage. It's 
Like, but our definition, right, is uh, of savage is much different these days. Savage is a good thing. Savage was not always a good thing. No. <laughs> you but, know what I mean? Yeah, but but I'm also it's, not here for average. You know what I mean? Like so. Correct. Correct. Yeah. We're listen. If you're gonna shine bright, a lot of people are gonna see you. And I've known that for a long time. Our goal is to shine bright. Our goal is to shine bright, not just with our clients, not just with Instagram. Do you know right. what I mean? But like, I want to go in high schools. You know what I mean? I want to go in high schools. I want to go, you know, I mean, the, social is opening up doors. Manufacturer relationship opening up doors. But like, that's, I'm not, I'm no longer going to be happy with, like, I will no longer just find all the motivation I need to just continue just building decks day in and day out. And I've been in trades for 20 something years. I've built a lot of freaking decks. I like sure. building. I choose to be in the field. I love building. I love creating. I love problem solving. But like, I do have like a higher, like a, a calling me, you know, like yeah. saying, let's, let's promote change. Let's develop products. Let's manufacture stuff. Let's do other stuff, you know, in the industry. Let's make, let's inspire change. Yeah. That's yeah. it for me, you know, let's inspire change. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with it. But listen, Kevin, just because uh, what I'd like to do is said, like I said, we'll bring you back on another time just and I'll blast you with just questions because dude, yeah. I love your I love your mindset and there's a ton of value yeah. and it's just getting late and I don't want to keep you. But um, listen, where can people follow along? Like with your journey? Uh, my, my greatest suggestion would be Instagram. Uh, I would love it if you'd go follow me on YouTube because we just opened up that platform. Both of them are at Raven Builders on Okay. Um, we're on TikTok. We're on Facebook. Please, God, if I could get rid of one, it would be Facebook. <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather be on Pinterest. Um, Facebook is horrible. Yeah. Zuck, if you're listening, just get rid of Facebook. We don't want it anymore. Yeah, for real. But pretty much at Raven Builders everywhere. Um, but yeah, Instagram is the best spot. And that's the best spot to reach me if you want to shoot a DM. Uh, I'll get back to you pretty quick. I, I probably have about a five-minute response rate max during the day and about 30 seconds when I'm laying in bed at night before I go <laughs> to bed. So that's the best place to reach me. Uh, but yeah, follow along. And... Uh, yeah, dude, I appreciate you having me on, man. You know what? I I would uh I'd love to have you over on my end too. You know, we do some live events and I film this podcast and I'd love to get you out there. Um you know, you got a lot of value we're trying to bring here and we're trying to just pick each other up. So I'm down for that as well, man. I'm happy to be a part of whatever you know, I'm I say help, but it's not that I would necessarily be helping, but I'm happy to be of value in any oh, way yeah, I dude. can. I'm an asset. That's the key, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the key component, dude. Really yeah. that we all bring just in one form or another. And but yeah, yeah. brother. And my team my team, they trust me, we'll be so we're so grateful for you taking your time to respond to us and to share with us your story. And I really look forward to we're calling it well, cats out of the bad guys. We're gonna call it the uh 
barbarian insights is what we're going forward yeah. with FAQ specific uh, episodes yeah. and what those are. They're going to be targeted with users that, or, or excuse me, when I say users, like content creators or um, yeah. just guests that we had that I find very passionate, that their story sticks out to me, that they like that your management skills and stuff. Like I want the barbarian insights to be something where when we dig into questions, it's for people to like really fucking level up. Right. And that's why yeah. I want to split this and not rush through it tonight. But I did want to hear yeah. your take on that. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to the blue collar barbarian podcast. Go ahead and follow Kevin at Raven builders. Like he said, pretty much anywhere. Uh, fuck anywhere. Facebook. Fuck Facebook, but follow him. Do him a bonus. Grab his yeah, YouTube. Still, yeah. Grab his YouTube. If you could, please be that cool. I know we're smaller, but just support guys that are doing real shit, giving yeah. you real content from a real place. And do us a favor and follow us on the Blue Collar Barbarian podcast or go check out our website, bluecollarbarbarianetwork.com. Hit that subscribe button, and we'd greatly appreciate it, guys. And, Kevin, thank you again so much. Um, yeah, I'm going to have you pleasure. hang out for a second so I can talk to you. but. Yeah. For the show. Pleasure, Thank man. you so much for listening. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. See you guys.